0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It's Becky, and with me again is Leah. Hey Leah, welcome back. Hi, everybody. I don't know why I'm welcoming you. I don't don't know know why I'm welcoming you back too. Just, I feel like I have to be nice to you so you stick around.
1: (laughs) I mean, you're kind of stuck
0: with me, so. So you don't leave me. Um, So uh, on this episode, we are chatting with author Allie Martinez. We're going to find out about her love of cheap wine charcuterie boards and her mildly neurotic golden retriever her hatred of pizza and ice cream and writing her bio in the third person Allie writes really strong emotional books and we can't wait to chat with her so um welcome to the podcast Allie we're so excited to have you hi thanks for having me I'm super excited to be here um, Leah, why don't you read us at the rest of Allie's bio? I guess I read like half of it. I don't
1: know. It's okay. We'll just reread some of it. Um, <laughs> so originally from Savannah, Georgia, USA Today, bestselling author Allie Martinez now lives in South Carolina with her husband and four young children. Never one to take herself too seriously. She enjoys cheap wine, charcuterie boards, and her mild mildly neurotic golden retriever it should be known however that she hates pizza and ice cream which i think is just insane almost (laughs) as much as writing her bio in the third person she passes what little free time she has reading anything and everything she can get her hands on preferably with a supersized tumbler of wine by
2: her side that's me
0: (laughs) well that's okay so we have to know is it a dairy thing is that why you don't like pizza and except you eat cheese I love cheese. No, I just don't like pizza. I don't like
2: pizza sauce. So if you give me like a white pizza, oh, but you'll eat I'll like eat a it? white
1: pizza. So it's right, not the I pizza will. itself; it's the red sauce.
2: I mean, I will. You will never hear me be like, mm, I want a white pizza tonight." But like, if we're at a pizza joint, I'll be like, "Okay, I'll have a piece of white pizza." Because uh, my
1: youngest, she does not like the red sauces on pizza, so we have yeah. to always buy the the white pizzas for her. Or she likes what's called a poor man's pizza, where it's just like it's basically garlic bread and pizza.
2: Yes. Gone. Mm-hmm. I, I like that too. I don't like any kind of red sauce. So, spaghetti, lasagna, anything. I think it might be the Italian
0: like seasoning flavor mm-hmm. that I don't like. I don't, I don't. Well, tomatoes but high do you in like ac- a tomato, tomato sauce though? is high in acid, though. And some people just don't like the, you know, I have a boy child that for a long time didn't eat red sauce because of the acid reflux. So, do you Hot eat well, tomatoes?
2: I love, tom- I love tomatoes. I love like, um, like caprese salad or mm-hmm. bruschetta or something like that it might just be the know. mix then like that yeah i don't know what it is about pizza it's just never been an ice cream i can only taste the first bite so it's pointless it's to pointless yeah. yeah so i taste the first bite and then my taste buds like check out
0: and they don't taste anything else so that's okay i'd rather have a brownie or a cupcake to some yes. ice cream anyway i'm they a salty sweet
2: I want Mm -hmm. like a pretzel dipped in something chocolatey or something. That (laughs) Um, sounds really good right now. I do love chocolate covered pretzels.
0: Okay, (laughs) Miss Allie. So tell us, um, are you a reader of romance?
2: Of course. I'm a huge reader of romance. I I was not always a reader. I didn't really start reading until like 2011, 10, 2010. And I was pregnant on bed rest and I needed to know how Twilight ended. <laughs> With Renesmee and Jacob, I'd seen the movies, but I was like, I gotta know what happens here. So yeah. I started reading and I, I never ever turned back. So I, I read like a book a day. And then in 2013, I was like, hey, I'm gonna write a book. My mm-hmm. husband
0: laughed at me. <laughs> yeah. He's not
2: laughing now though, is he? He's
0: not laughing anymore. <laughs> it's so interesting to me how many people Twilight was a bit of a like gateway into reading as an adult for them. And then also from there, gateway it to naturally writing, too. led to the gateway Absolutely. of writing because we were shocked to find out how many authors wrote fan fiction before they became mm-hmm. mainstream authors and Twilight fan fiction. Oh, totally. I never so- wrote fan
2: fiction, but yeah, I'd already moved on to like a lot of romance <laughs> <laughs> after mm-hmm. that. I was already reading anything I could get my hands on or find. And, you know, in the beginning when you don't know anything about the book world and you're not part of the book world, uh, you don't even know what's out there as far as like indie romance. This is like 2000 again, 11, 12.
0: That's on the cusp of Mm -hmm. the kind of, you know, pushing all of that out there. It would have been a lot more mainstream publishing at that point.
2: Oh, absolutely. So I started, I took, I became a blogger after that just to just for people to tell me what to read I'd signed up for any arc that came my way
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> that's fun so um, what
1: was your last
2: five-star read oh man uh anything and everything Julianne hmm. okay do y'all know Julianne jewel- no E and oh okay. oh yeah Julianne I'm like
0: Julianne yeah no, it's like jewel. Jewel-
2: e- Anne. <laughs> I love her books like they are just they are my book crack like i love her yeah. so much. i have never read her
1: <gasps> i will have to i will have to check those out
2: she writes she emotional writes. romances just so oh she's cool. super oh, emotional
1: like, i have she does, to be but
2: she is so witty and she also has some rom coms like legit rom coms she is her banter is top notch and i think that's why oh, I, I like i love like i banter. love her i love her banter and her characters are always so super quirky mm-hmm. I'm her biggest fan girl. like I have randomly will be like so can I get an arc of your new book <laughs> at this point she just sends them she's like here
0: Allie <laughs> that sounds like my slight obsession with uh, Avery Flynn <laughs> like oh I'm just, like, yes I'm like um hey it's me over here she's like okay fine <laughs> now she just sends me it <laughs> she knows she knows she knows yeah she knows Becky's crazy so
2: you know I think Fortuity um, was the last one I read by Juliet. No. Yeah, Fortuity. I haven't read any of her. I was writing, so I didn't read a ton.
0: But she's yeah, good. Boy, were you okay, writing. And we'll get to that TBR. here in a second. Um, that TBR list. So funny story. Over the weekend, we had a book check-in, and we counted 120 books were added to people's TBRs over the weekend. We <laughs> just are not apologizing what? for that, though. 120 between books. between
1: like talking like like the group of us people. talking about different books we came up with 120 different wow. books that like we either want to read or have read that other people have not read or that are coming yeah. out
2: yeah i like this i like this this is why people we, hang we out we can share it with
1: you if you want <laughs>
2: we're willing to share i probably need it right now like i'm on this i've finished writing i usually take like a month off so i'm Mm -hmm. like give me all the books books yeah all the great we can send you all the books (laughs) send them my way send me a list what i need to catch up on
1: so what is your favorite favorite romantic trope either to read or to write um
2: i like anything that can shock me Mm. i want to think about something and i want you to have led me all the way up to it To and then when you tell me the twist or what you not not tell me but when the, the author when
1: the twist presents
2: happens. when it happens i want to be so angry at myself for not knowing it sooner
1: <laughs> i've read I, a couple books like that recently where like i twists happen and i and i didn't see it coming because usually i can figure it out and i'm okay with that but there have been a couple where i'm like whoa I was not expecting that to happen and I loved it.
2: I I love just the shock, I love getting into a book and I love being able to look back and say, dang, how did I not know that was Mm -hmm. coming? Like, how did I not know? I love to really just kind of like think about stuff and break Mm it down and yeah.
1: Those are the Love types of
2: books that I always like. I'll reread them in like
1: three or four months and be like, "What?" Like, and figure out like where I missed the little missed yes. things Yes, yes,
2: I do. But, like the, to be it, but there's still taken stuff that a... like
1: I'll see that
0: like I didn't realize. I'm like, "Oh,
1: that that is different than I thought."
0: Yeah, yeah. But I do like the journey of being taken on to that su- surprise, that shock. I like that feeling when the author can kind of guide you along, but not really give it away. Sometimes I get frustrated when a book is like, you know, four chapters in and I totally see what's happening here. I mean, I still love them and I still read them, but yeah, Um, I do. I like the shock, so I can see how that would be um, intriguing to you. Do you have a trope that you will likely never write? I will never write cheating. You'll never write cheating like actual cheating between like the heroine and the, the or mm-hmm. cheating
2: of the the main two characters of yeah. that's a part of it just because i don't i don't understand it or think it's sexy i like i love angst i love angst in books and like i said bait from and maybe is one of my favorite angsty but i love that book because she had so much character development and so much um the characters were witty and smart and funny and even if I hated the decisions they were making I was like ah all right I get it fine okay fine I get it um but it took me on like a roller coaster but I don't think I could ever do that justice it would Mm, never be something that I could do because I very much have to like slip into the like shoes with my characters and I can't get into like I can justify a lot of things in a romance novel, but I can't justify that.
0: Yeah, I think cheating and love triangles are so hard and to do yes. well. And I'm totally well, the reader and I get mad if a book is not marketed correctly and I go in and I read it. I had a book earlier this winter that was a love triangle, but it they marketed it as kind of a revenge romance. And I was like, OK, well, I don't mind a little bit of a revenge it's like the first forty percent of the book is a love triangle, and I was like, "That's oh, um, hard." No. Well, but I think
1: there are some love triangles that, like, I will read and I can get into, but it's it's the way they're done. Like, yes, like an emotional love triangle, I don't really have a problem with, but it like and like an actual one, like I can't get into that. But but I mean, it depends. Did you guys read Thoughtless?
2: The SC Stevens. Uh-uh. kellen Mm-mm. kellen kyle what no what? no okay
0: no it's old
2: school it's like 2011 2010
0: 12 something like that i've been reading um, romance since 1990 so we'll oh just well
1: Wait, say that word huge, again please book. did you say shootle stoot? shootle stoot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's awesome that's that's my um cussing without cussing I, I also say it. shiitake mushrooms a lot.
0: I God blessed a lot of things because my yeah. child once tripped over the dog and said, God damn it. And I was like, Oh, yeah, you got that from your mother. So yeah. I started God blessing everybody.
2: I say God bless America all the time. I'm like, God bless America, kids.
1: <laughs> you just you gotta get inventive. Yes, you do. I, I do a lot of minutes. under my breath. Commenting and hope that they don't actually <laughs> hear it. But they're getting uh, older, so they're noticing more. Oh, they so hear like... it.
0: They hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, with your writing process, are you a pantser or a planner?
2: Uh, I am a mixture of the two. So I know the twist of my book before I even start it. So I won't give away any twists, but like I know that. XYZ is going to happen and then I will black back plot to tell you why this is the worst thing it'll ever happen to this particular character I'm like oh well he's a musician clearly he has to be a failing musician you (laughs) you kind of go back from that um so I do know the beginning of the book of who the people are I know Mm -hmm. the twist in either the middle or the end of the book everything else scene by scene chapter by chapter is all just made up that particular day but I as long as it's leading towards that like all the little idiosyncrasies like in from the embers with the M&Ms
0: and stuff like that that just Mm -hmm. that just happened while I was writing one day so (laughs) now okay so you write really strong emotional romances and you know, and yes. you're on my TBR. So I've only read two. The one you co-wrote, "When the Time Is Right" with M. Maybe, but then mm-hmm. now I've read "From the Embers," which mm-hmm. releases on four twenty-eight. This episode drops on um, five three.
2: Right? Okay, five two. Two.
0: Five two. Five two. Five two. I can't do math in my head. So, um, but I had the privilege of reading an advanced copy of from the embers but you like your emotional romances how does that play out for the day that you have to write some of these really hard emotional scenes because there are scenes and hudson from when the time is right is my book boyfriend he is mine i will fight you for him (laughs) Um, yes yes (laughs) how do you like survive a day like that because good golly just reading it i needed a couple of days (laughs) to so those those days i'm not gonna lie they're very hard for me and um writing
2: this type of romance i call it catastrophic romance because in every single one of my books i am awful to my characters and from the embers the house explodes in retrieval and transfer there are embryos switched in the lab in the darkest sunrise there are um uh, no spoilers these are like chapter ones i'm giving you (laughs) there's like (laughs) a, um, uh, she is a doctor who performs CPR on a baby on the playground. And while she's doing that, her child is kidnapped. And it's like those days, I'm not going to lie are extremely difficult for me, but I kind of like feed on those emotions. Like these, um, the twists and these plot lines are my, my anxieties. They come from me being a mother of four on the playground and wondering if I'm watching two of my kids, if one of them could get kidnapped. So Mm -hmm. I come home and I'm like, that is the worst case scenario that you could, you know, happen. And I say, okay, here are these characters. Let's give them this problem and let's fix it. So every book I've ever written with all the, every book has a twist. It has some horrible catastrophe. It has some sort of crazy just awful something that happens but they come from just my crazy mind worrying about my real life I did in vitro for my two boys and one of them looks nothing like my other kids and we laugh we're like well one day Holden's daddy's gonna come back for him we joke it's of course he's ours he looks just like my husband now but but those were anxieties that I had so I was like Mm -hmm. I write a book about it, about yeah. how to make and give these people heas, so I don't have to worry about it anymore.
1: Do you do you feel better about
2: them after you've gotten them on the page? Totally, totally. Like it's 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 just kind of a way of like getting out. Um, I mean, so I don't. I almost like journaling. Yeah, I I spend months writing these books, though, so I'll be honest, like, only the twist is, like, therapeutic for me of, like, okay, I'm going to write that it ends with a half, you know, H-E-A, all my mm-hmm. books end with an H-E-A, but I, I don't spend three months agonizing over one of my kids getting, you know, it's not pure anxiety the whole time, it's just the idea springs from mm-hmm. the anxiety, right. so yeah so i kind of those days are hard and they take me a lot of time i write very slow on these those days i end up Mm -hmm. crying the whole time which is why in all of my books you'll find a lot of humor infused into the sadness it's Mm because those are me being like okay i need to breathe for a second so he's gonna say something really like funny or witty or silly right now and just be you know, yeah. ridiculous. And then it brings me back down and then I can keep going with the sad.
1: I think yeah. you do a really nice mix of like the sad and emotional and like the humor, but it's not over the top humor. It's like with Eason, like he was really like almost subtle in like his little quirks and humorous things that he said, but it was like, he was, he knew just what to say, when to say it, and how far he could push it. Yeah, And I thought that was such a great blend.
2: Thanks. Yeah, I always try to have humor. I have to have humor because if I don't, I personally will get bogged down in the emotional depth of the story. And then nobody mm-hmm. wants to read me just sobbing on the page for, you know, 30 chapters.
0: <laughs> Some people might. You do, <laughs> kind of like of- a, you do like a male lead that's a little bit more um, strong and silent type, that's a little more thoughtful in his words. Because we've seen it with Hudson. We saw it with Easton. They're just a little bit less. Some male heroines are just in your face. And these guys have like a subtle strength to them. So is that kind of like I your do. ideal hero Hero there?
2: Yeah, I, I love. Um, I do have some alphas in my books. I have a bodyguard series that is like alpha to the max. But my favorite type of hero is just like the normal guy. That is going to probably say the wrong things sometimes. He's probably going to say, but he's very thoughtful and kind of um, not an over the top alpha with things. Mm-hmm. He's oops, sorry, let me read that. But it's it's kind of more just somebody who, who is relatable. Like, I feel like Easton's relatable. I want somebody that I could be like, ah, I gotcha. Cause I yeah. love an alpha as much as the next girl. Like, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Kristen Ashley is my jam, but <laughs> every now and then I'm like, just you be quiet now. Okay. Like- <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. they still,
0: I mean, they still bring the swoon. I mean, they still come off as these, you know really strong men they just have a subtlety to them that makes them so um lovable and so desirable i think
2: personally thanks that's I mean. that's what i'm going for i want you to fall in love with this because i mean he can't be too realistic it's a romance i mean nobody right. wants that realistic but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, somebody relatable that relatable, I guess is the word in the most, I put my characters in the most unrelatable situations that are in existence. They're just terribly catastrophic. And I still want you to be able to relate to them. Yeah.
1: I, I think that it, I don't know. Like, I honestly, like I read it, I finished it today because I wanted it fresh in my mind when we talked to you. And plus, like I, I had a rough weekend. That's, that's a moot point, but like, (laughs) I, I needed like, happy like just really intense like sex books over the weekend so like I I couldn't handle emotion like oh but I honestly like I was standing in my kitchen reading the prologue this morning my kids are watching tv to get ready for school I had to take my oldest to the doctor this morning and like I'm crying (laughs) like standing in my kitchen like through this prologue and I'm like oh man this is gonna be a rough couple of hours like but it, it just was so like strong and there were moments where like you wanted to scream and there were moments where I was and there was a couple of twists that I was not expecting and I was uh. like oh I texted Becky I was like holy moly like that was like intense and she's like, I'm like which, part which part are you part? at?
2: <laughs> That's what I say to everybody they messaged me I'm like okay so where are you at because I've spoiled many a books for many a readers.
1: <laughs> yeah I was not expecting what to happen happened and i Mm -hmm. and i was very excited about it because i was like i did not see that coming
0: at all i didn't either i didn't either well and the way you start that book in the prologue the moment when okay and first of all you know inevitably you love um rob right that's the right guy you love him but you hate the women in the book you feel Mm -hmm. bad for Mm -hmm. easton and um you know, as we're going into the prologue and the fire happens and, um, that you feel every minute of Easton's heartache when he realizes that he pulled, um, oh my God, why is her Brie? Brie. Brie. When he pulled Brie and not his wife. And you're like, what, what happened? I mean, and you just feel every second of that and you're like, oh crap, if this is how it's starting. What can happen next?
1: (laughs) Well, and I loved how, like, you did those little things with, like, I mean, it's the prologue. I'm not ruining anything, but, like, the dress. Like, the dress was such a big factor Mm -hmm. in that moment because, like, I just love, like, those little things. Like, the dress was a big thing. The red M&Ms ended up being a really big thing. Mm -hmm. Like, there were just Mm -hmm. little tiny snippets that seemed really insignificant, but they weren't
2: at all. Right. That's I, I lead you along the whole way. That's that's my favorite thing. I it's love like it so. Hansel much. and Gretel, breadcrumbs. Yes, there. yes. My books are kind of all like that. They all have these big twists and turns and mm-hmm. shocking, jaw dropping, and that's that's what I want. I do duets. Duets are kind of what I've known for, and of course, you know that cliffhanger is always burly. Like it's. <laughs> But I gave it to you all in From the Embers. I was like, no, I'm not doing a duet with this I one. am not <laughs>
1: disappointed in that because I am not a fan of a cliffhanger.
2: Well, I released my cliffhangers two weeks apart. So nobody has oh, to those, wait long. Those
1: I can do. Yeah. I, I don't mind that. It's when you have to wait like a couple months. Yeah, I that can't I, do those either. But if, but if I go into it knowing it's a duet or knowing that yeah. like there's multiples, it doesn't bother me. But like, If I go into a book and there's is a cliffhanger and I didn't know what I get very
2: very angry <laughs> yeah I, I don't blame you I, I do too I mark everything duet because I'm like it's, it's two books yeah. guys
0: <laughs> and you know I should know better but I think every time I read Shayla Black I don't realize that it's gonna be a duet or a cliffhanger or a five book series and then yep. <laughs> as the cliffhanger hits and I'm like son of a bitch again <laughs> you think I would just she be gets smart you every time You'd think I'd be smart enough at some point to be like, Becky, Shayla wrote it. It's going to be a cliffhanger. Let it go. Um, Absolutely. But I'm not that smart. So I'm kind of grateful (laughs) that your backlist is fully out because then as I pick up your books, I'm not like... Yeah, I don't I don't I can't do that to people because I hate a cliffhanger
2: when I have to like wait months and months and so my books release like two to three weeks max so
1: apart. for your duets do you write them all at the same time yeah. like as one big book and then pick a separation point
2: no I always know my cliffhanger it's it's okay. my twist kind of or mm-hmm. the point where the the maybe not the reader realizes the twist but the character realizes the twist okay um so I do write them all at one time, but I know it's going to be two books and it would be one giant book otherwise. So it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, purposefully, every book has a, a correct arc for it. It's not just a, some of them do end like mid scene, but that's the shock. But all again, right. it's it gets you to the end of uh, whatever the character was going through to begin with. They're, they're a pers- purposeful cliffhanger, but I do write them all at one time. I sit down. I take one weekend between book one and book two to just not write, maybe even like a week up to get my brain back into sorts. And then I go right mm-hmm. back into book two.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, how, so I'm curious about that because that's not something we've really asked. What, it's going to be a really long book, obviously. And that's part of the reason to make it into two. Um, but what makes, what, what gets you to make that decision? Because From the Embers could have easily been written as a duet. You could have dropped it at one point for us and then right. um, we picked up at another point. So how do you make that decision that this book's going to um, be a duet? It really comes down to the character's development.
2: So the character needs to have a purpose and a problem for each book in the duet they need to be arranged with a a first act a second act and a third act of a beginning middle and end and from the embers once you get to that big twist if you think about it they haven't had a beginning middle and end up until that point like chapter 10 i think is around the point where things start going awry. yeah and so the characters haven't had a beginning, middle, and an end right there. They're still on the a forward like progression kind of. Mm-hmm. And if I had divided it right there, that would be just leaving a reader dangling for no reason because it would just be, okay, and here's part of a book. Duets, they really have a full character development. And then once you get to the problem or the cliffhanger, they have another full character development based on whatever that problem cliffhanger or twist is so it kind of becomes like an m Mm -hmm. of of books so each book in a a good duet or or trilogy trilogies do the same thing is that you create a whole new problem hopefully you've already created it throughout the book and it's not just out of the blue that would not be good but that's that's the goal is to now now you're like oh crap how are these characters going to deal with this problem Yeah. That's
0: kind of how I decide. I was just curious because, you know, it's something that we, so I'm an old school romance reader. Years ago, it wasn't something you really saw. You just got really big, gigantic books. You didn't really see trilogies. Um, You know, you had stories like Harry Potter that was a continuation of groups of characters as they aged, you know, like Little House Mm -hmm. on the Prairie kind of does the same thing. But as far as in romance, we didn't really have these cliffhangers, trilogies, and duets in traditional publishing in the 80s, 90s. It, right. This is something that's a little newer um, that's kind of come into publishing just in the last, I would say, probably 15 years, honestly, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's kind of the question of like, well, why, why are we waiting? Why didn't you just write this in one book? And I know that there's a creative purpose to it in um, a character development, like you said, you want them to have a problem, but their full story can't be completely fulfilled until we have this other set of problems and issues. So it was just, you know, it's a newer thing. So I was kind of curious, like, it is, author, it is, but there's a lot you... of, there's a lot of really big, think about it, Twilight
2: was yeah. a trilogy, you know, in Fifty Shades of Grey, which I know spins off of that, like uh, Hunger Games, while each book is a kind of different there are mild twists like towards mm-hmm. the end where you're like, oh shoot, what's going to happen with this guy? Yeah. Those are more standalone series kind of, but at the same time, you got to keep reading if you want answers. Mm-hmm. So I do think you're right. It didn't, it wasn't a big thing um, years ago, but it has become a lot more of like a mainstream. I do do wets just because by the time I finished the second book, I, I I don't want to spend any more time with those characters.
0: <laughs> I no. love
2: my characters. I love them. But I'm just like, and you're done. <laughs> right.
0: No, I think it's really fair. And I think that sometimes we get a really better developed storyline journey, plot, yes. everything in those multiple books and stories. Um, Like I said, it was just, you know, as. An old school reader, you read Danielle Steele. Oh, I mean, yeah. she had 85 plot twists in one book. And <laughs> this is true. This is true. Five thousand pages later, like it was an encyclopedia of a family. <laughs> um, and she jumps years, and yeah, but she didn't write a duet, she didn't write a trilogy. Right. You got one story in one book. And I think it was the dawning, I think we started to see it much earlier in the YA genre, like you said, yes. in Twilight in even Harry Potter, in mm-hmm. the Hunger Games, in the Allegiant books and stuff like that. We mm-hmm. really saw it there. And then it came over to romance. And it's it just, did. it's an interesting, you know, I like to kind of follow along where the industry is moving and what they're doing and stuff like that. Um, I recently read a no- a series of novellas by an author. There were five novellas. A serial. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was all this, it was two characters through each of the books um but they never they couldn't have been standalone at all you needed to read the one previous to the next and right there was there were always twists but never like a full uh character development like right it was just lots of twists and stuff so it's interesting to make that decision that it was five novellas so you easily could have made it to a duet you know what i mean like to make that choice and stuff i'm always curious like why did you choose that why do you have pink curtains you know those kinds of questions are always- yes yeah. <laughs> i'm nosy like that <laughs> well that's fair that is completely fair <laughs> um so um so do you like giving your readers book hangovers yes <laughs> I, te- I definitely have one that's
2: my little <laughs> i i hate it like i i hate to bask in people's displeasure but yay (laughs) yeah but
1: but I feel honestly like it's I have read I read a lot like a lot we'll just preface that but I would say I maybe every third book like I get a decent book hangover Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. although I have had a lot recently because there's been some intense books that I've read but yours like it, it lingers like I'm still Aww. I mean granted granted I did just read it today but I can almost guarantee like next week I will still be talking about this book Aww, like, ex, like ecstatically talking about it because it's that good like it's one of those books that is really going to stick in my mind so like that book hangover
2: you should be proud of it because it's <laughs> it's, it's it's there we will definitely take that definitely definitely take that I have a hangover from these books too when I finish them I can't decide if I want to, like, blow all the characters up in, like, a car fire or if I, like, miss them. So I alternate between, like, reading little passages, like, looking for excerpts. I'm like, oh, I miss these guys. And then Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. I need some space. You guys get out of my head for a while.
0: (laughs) I mean, here it is. What, like, it's, you know, April almost May. So it's been almost a year since we read, you know, When the Time is Right. And I still, Mm -hmm. like, you know. I still think of Hudson fondly anyway
2: oh uh-huh. oh did you okay so did you read Embers did you
0: did you notice the cameo in Embers no what did I miss it was the um construction company wasn't oh, it? oh Hud, yes Hud yes construction Hud construction <laughs> yes right. I did I'm like wait what did I miss so I read this like Friday night was it Friday night yeah. I texted you Leah Something and like I'm that. like yeah. I'm like holy crap you're gonna need to make sure you're in a good headspace <laughs> when you read this book because I legit started, I think we went to bed, like, at 9.30. Was this
1: That's your 4 like, a.m. night?
0: This was, yeah, like, 4 a.m. Like, I... Because, <laughs> like, you know, like, you Sorry. can't put this down. Yeah. No, it's, there's do not, not one, there's not a
1: place you can stop. Listen, which is, here's the, We're not complaining. We are not <laughs>
0: complaining. We've had a rough spring. We've had a rough spring with some books, and we've both been in a bit of a book slump. Like... February, March, early March, it yeah. was this little bit of a book slump. Um, it was hard to find books that were keeping us engaged and keeping us wanting to read till four a.m. And I had some really good ones in April, in beginning of April, and Lexi Ryan's "Every Time I Fall." I keep telling everyone, read it. It's a real body it. heroine. <laughs> it's beautiful. I loved it that is. book. It's, it it totally really got me out of my book slump. And then I read this and I'm like, where have you been all my life? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy. This is why I love romance. It's just that good. So
1: thank you. you, So you have four kids and I would assume during COVID, all four of them were at home all the time. Yes. So that was probably lots of fun for everybody. (laughs) Did you have a harder time like getting words in and writing like with them home? Like, did your
2: process change a lot? Absolutely. So, I was actually in the middle of writing a duet, and I say in the middle, I was just—I was a quarter of the way through the first book, so I was beginning of a duet. And COVID hit, and I write really emotional romance, as you now know, Mm -hmm. and that was not the time for really emotional romance. And even for myself, like when COVID first started, and there were all the lockdowns, Mm -hmm. and my kids were home from school, and that wasn't even the worst of it. That—that made me feel better, but she was there. the world was a scary place in March, Mm -hmm. April of 2020. Like it was just crazy. And I didn't think that I, I personally couldn't write any more of that heavy stuff. And I didn't think readers wanted that heavy stuff at that point in time because the world was heavy enough. And Mm -hmm. so that's how Mo and I came together. Mo's been my author best friend since literally day one, we started writing at the same time. We have been Best best friends since like 2013, and I just came to her and I was like, "It's time, let's write a a, a book." And she did not. She was just like, "Okay," like that was it. <laughs> we were both just staring at blinking cursors, and I was like, "Let's write something funny." So actually, when the um when the walls came down, is one of her characters Shane from the bait series or that family and maggie is from my retrieval series she's like one of the heroes little sisters okay so um we wrote that and it was really kind of light we didn't go heavy at all we it was straightforward just sarcastic rom-com romance and then after that um it was oh my gosh i don't know may and we were like okay, let's keep going. (laughs) And so with time, I told her I I wanted to put a little bit more of our signature flair. She's known for angst. Mm -hmm. I'm known for just emotional heartbreak. And then we put all the pieces together. And so that's how we kind of came to the conclusion of what was going to happen with Lex and Brendan and Hudson and all of them. And so that was very much a rom-com, but it just had this underlying emotional element that made it feel like my books and she inputted a lot of angst in it as well like a little bit of angst so that's how my process changed Mm -hmm. after that i wrote a spin-off of my best-selling standalone at this point so it was release and i wrote a spin-off about little sister because my readers had been asking for it and i finally got to the point where i could feel it and then it took me this long to finally be like okay let's go back to ali martinez from the embers is the first true ali martinez book since january of
0: 2020 Mm -hmm. well well done friend because it's beautiful piece of literature and i cannot wait for the world to get their hands on this because it is tomorrow i'm so excited amazing okay that's really (laughs) um april 28th because tomorrow if you're listening to this will be may (laughs) second um okay so what's next then so because you know we still got some months left this year Yeah. So
2: next I am going back to the duet that I abandoned called the difference between somebody and someone. Um, and I'm going to write that duet and I'm hoping to get it out. Uh, I can't get it out this summer, but like September probably. And then Mo and I are writing another book. Exciting. So exciting. That's, that's my end of the year plan as a duet. And then another me and Mo book.
0: I like Excellent. these plans. I, like, I don't even know what
2: it's about.
1: No. These no plans idea, are good. But, oh, good. I do like these plans.
0: <laughs> I like these plans. These are approved by Buzzing About Romance. Oh. Good, I mean, good. that's important. right? That is. That is. Stamp of should, approval right there. Right. We should totally be on your radar when you go to make plans for what books you're writing and what you're releasing. I'll check
2: in next time. Next time I'll check <laughs> in and make sure, you know, you guys are cool with it.
0: Right.
1: Becky and Leah say okay.
2: They, they say are Okay. Late.
0: It's okay. We have to do this. This is like the best plan ever. Well, mm-hmm. uh, Ellie, thank you so much for giving us your time this evening and joining of course. us for this episode. I know for like months now, we've been trying to say, okay, do you want to come on? And then you're like, not right now. I'm trying to write. Oh, man.
2: I was deep in the cave on this one. I couldn't even, like I didn't know what day it was. I was just like, I will be there. You just tell me when.
0: <laughs> well, I'm but so excited. you all having
2: me. No, I'm, I'm so, so excited. That it finally you were able worked to come out.
0: On. Yeah. Absolutely. And you are welcome back anytime. So thank you so much, friend. I'm ready. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, that was delightful to chat with Allie. Um, I really like her, so (laughs) she's such a sweetheart. She is, and I'm telling you guys, get get your hands on that book from the Embers yes, by you Ali need, Martinez. Need like if,
1: yeah. this is one of those books you need to read. It was so good, so emotional,
0: but so well done. I'm pretty certain she goes to Kindle Unlimited, um, but if it doesn't, it is worth the buy. It is worth, yeah, definitely. It is worth this purchasing because is... you will read. This is one of those stories that sticks with you that you will reread and reread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so let's update everybody on all the good stuff we've got going on. All
1: good stuff. Oh, excuse me. So we have lots of fun new stuff coming on. So we have Project Corset and Crown. Duchess Katie and Lady Sadie are are doing their best to bring you all the news and reviews of historical romance. You can listen to their very first episode where they review Her Scottish Rogue wherever you get your podcast and on um, our YouTube channel.
0: Yep, those two crazy ladies, they call themselves my backup dancers, because, you know, Katie and Sadie. I don't know. They're hilarious. I'm I'm excited to see where they're going to go and the journey they're going to take us on historical. You and I don't typically read a ton of historical. I mean, I got no. my start there, but I'm not currently reading it. And, and they so, are
1: historical junkies,
0: so it, oh, it works out
1: yeah. perfectly for everybody.
0: Yeah, Sadie saw a book on my bookshelf, and she's like, can I have that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll send it out to you. That's really sure, fun. Yeah, you can have that. Um, okay, summer like me reading, dibs. right? I didn't know when dibs started, but apparently we have it. Um summer reading challenge and book club. So summers are a little more low key for people. Um, do you have plans to read all the romance books this summer? Join us on both Facebook and Discord for some summer-long book club and discussions. We will also be announcing a summer reading challenge with prizes in the coming weeks. So I feel, like,
1: I feel like that's a rhetorical question. Do you have plans to read romance all summer?
0: Why, of course I do. Okay, so it just has been in the last couple of years that I have found out that some people only read romance in the summer. Why? Well, because it's fun and more less... You know, like, they I guess they don't think it's smart, which I think is stupid because <laughs> romance is smart. Um, but some people, because it gets tagged as beach reading or, you know, summer reading. And I'm like, you people are doing yourself a disservice. Read it all year long. I mean, could you imagine our TBRs if we only read romance three months a year? I am pretty sure there are certain people in our lives that would leave us. They, there, they would would leave us. there would riots. be riots. There would be riots. Um, okay, give
1: everyone a Patreon update. Okay, so welcome to new members, Tina and Jesse. Welcome to the tribe. We are so excited to have you along. And don't forget, if you want to get in on cool events like Drunk Book Club and behind-the-scenes fun, join us over on Patreon. And you will also become part of our Discord channel, which we have fun little chats and book wrecks and just a little bit of chaos over there, too.
0: Yeah, and um, so this last week, we had... a just a book check-in for our every month challenge that we have for 2021. And mm-hmm. we walked away with 120 book recommendations between the eight people that had checked in with us. Yeah. So um, if you're looking to beef up your TBR, you should totally be joining us over on Patreon. So, mm-hmm. um, Drunk Book Club. Our theme for May's Drunk Book Club was a romantic suspense, uh, security force or veteran read. Um, that is a part of Kindle Unlimited or free first in series. So for May, we are reading Finding His Mark by Brittany sahin Shaheen. 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 Okay. I'm gonna say it wrong, I, but we put the pronunciation sh- in there for you I know. too. It doesn't really help me. Um, she's actually gonna join us. So yes. she has plans to be a part of our drunk book club evening. Um this is the f- one of her first books she ever wrote, so she's a little nervous about what we're going to think about it, but um, I know that like a couple of our listeners just love her books, so mm-hmm. it's going to be good. I'm, I'm
2: excited
1: because my- I, I have not read her before. She's always been on like the periphery of my suspense um, obsessions, but she has a lot, so it's one of those ones where I'm like, do I want to go down this rabbit hole right now? And and yes, yes, I'm going to because one, like it it won, and two, like I just need to bite the bullet and do it. And so, right. Yeah. Anyway, I'll see you in a couple of weeks when I'm done with the rabbit hole, <laughs> just right. kidding. No other work will get done. Um, mm. What are you reading this week? I am reading Wyatt by Nissa Catherine. Um, it is part of her Project Arma series. I think it's book four. Or maybe book five. I can't. I'm not sure, but it's very good. Um, so if you're looking for a suspense um, ex-military um, series, this is a really good one. What about you? What are you reading?
0: Um, I am doing a reread for some upcoming projects. So I just finished Ember by Emma Renshaw. Ooh, that um, is, that's the first that's book in her Smolders Burn, Burn no, series. The Burn series. The Burn series. Smolder
1: is the newest book that is coming. That actually, it came out today which is the 27th but um yeah
0: i um and then then i'm going to do a reread of wrong by Jana astin for a um quick shot of romance so be on the lookout to hear those because i need to do rereading because i have such a big booking over from from the embers so i <laughs>
1: I um, definitely, like, I go, t- I'll do that, like, if I have a big book hangover, like, I won't stop reading, but I'll definitely read something that I've read before, just to, like, get my, like, mind reset. It's yeah. like, if I read something that I enjoy, but, like, I know what to expect, it it just resets
2: me.
0: Um, okay, so notable upcoming releases. We have From the Embers by Ali Martinez. That dropped on April the 28th. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack by McKenna James comes out on came out on May 1st the girl with the stars in her eyes by Zio Axelrod comes out May 4th and I actually just got that book in a book box today from the ripped bodice bookstore so and I have a cover I love
1: the cover like it's just it's beautiful I love it I think it's, it's so well done like it's illustrated but it's it's not some illustrated or kind of tacky but it's, yeah. it's
0: well done. It is very well done. I read her first book in this series and it was beautiful and mm-hmm. I'm slightly obsessed with her. So, you know, I might be stalking her.
1: Oh, no anyway, surprise there. What else do we and have? Maybe We Will by Melissa Foster, which is book one in her Silver Island series, Um it comes out on May 4th, and The Hate of Loving You, which is book three of The Falling Trilogy by Maya Hughes, comes out on May 6th. There isn't a ton of stuff coming out in the next week. There was a lot um, today, actually, well, for the, the day we're last two previous this.
0: weeks, we've had a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like the end of April, there was a lot, but I think the next part, mid-May, will get busy again, yeah. people pushing out books for summer reading. Mm -hmm. actually there's a couple more on our list we have Bombshell
1: by Jessica Prince which comes out on May 10th Um, it is book one of a new series that she is reading and then Gabe which is book two of Blue Team by Riley Edwards also Romantic Suspense comes out on the 11th
0: okay Um, on Thursday May 6th we are chatting with author Stacey Lynn about her latest release The Love and Lies duet book one all the Ugly, All Things Ugly is out now. And All the Beautiful Things will release on May the 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my notes, I have it as love and likes, but it's love and lies. <laughs> yeah. <it's okay. laughs> anyway, book one was really good. It's a story of redemption, and it's not a typical story of redemption. And so I, um, I'm i intrigued. I've started book two, um, and I'm excited to see how this all works out and how we get yeah i i have them
1: but i i have to dive into them but i i it was one of those ones where i i'm gonna need a couple days after reading this one before i get into those ones because i was just gonna i was gonna just team and just roll through all three of them and then i was
0: like yeah i can't do that no no you can't but Um, tell everyone next yeah tell everyone who we're chatting with next because i'm excited about this this is going to be a
1: fun one. So coming up next, we are going to be chatting with authors Deborah Anastasia and Helena Hunting about the journey of going from fan fiction to writing mainstream romance. Because again, like we we have said a few different times, like there are a lot of authors that we have come across and we've met who got their start in fan fiction. So we wanted to talk to a couple people who, who that's where they started from and see why they wanted to move? Because Jiffy Kate started in fan fiction, and they had mentioned a couple other, yeah. a bunch of other people actually. So it's surprising how many
0: people well, I get their start I think everyone knows. There. I think everyone knows that E. Um, El James that wrote Fifty Shades of Grey came from Twilight fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Christina Lauren hers is actually Fifty well, Shades of Grey because theirs theirs it's two women. Um, theirs is Fifty Shades of Grey fan fiction. Um, we know that Jiffy Kate came out of the Twilight fan fiction realm. Um, Lauren May, Lauren H. May, she came from The Walking Dead fan fiction realm. And Mm -hmm. Melissa Grace also came from The Walking Dead and Jodie Slaughter. So there's a bunch of them that have come out of fan fiction. And I thought, well, you know what? Let's check this out because I'm curious. It's got to be hard to go from writing in someone else's world and then coming in and writing in creating your well, new world well that's the thing like you're creating everything from scratch like you have nobody to go from nobody to like no
1: no diving board like you are starting yeah. from the shallow end yeah if you like that pool
0: analogy <laughs> nice pool analogy anyway um everyone thank you for listening uh we'll see you next time happy reading bye everybody
1: find us on instagram at buzzing about romance or on twitter at buzzing romance